Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. As we get closer and closer to our live More Than Yes or No event on September 12th and 13th, of course, consent and related topics are on my mind pretty much all of the time. So I was pleasantly surprised when this writing from November 2017 popped up for Throwback Thursday as one of the many, many topics that often get missed when discussing consent. After the no, or when asking for consent, is not enough. So you've asked for consent. They have said no, but left the door open for the future. What do you do? You asked for consent, what's left? Asking again, of course. Let me tell you a story. I know a guy. Actually, I know a lot of guys, and any number of them could be fitted into the generalized picture I'm going to paint for you. I know women like this as well, and other genders. So understand this is not a one-off experience, nor is it specifically gender-based. This guy was always very respectful to me. Always. For a while, when we had regular contact, he asked repeatedly about possibly playing, what kind of scene we might do together, what it might look like, and how it might come together. Now, I don't generally play outside of my current relationships and small tribe of people. That is my standard answer when people ask me to play. He had expressed an interest in joining said relationships, and I made it clear that he would need to become a friend first. He said he was interested in that and continuing to talk, but most conversations ended up coming back to asking about some sort of play. I kept my responses consistent. Eventually, we sort of ended up not talking much because I find it tiring to be asked and answer the same type of question over and over and over again. I do not feel this was any sort of consent violation, to be clear, I'm perfectly capable of handling myself in these types of things, and he was obeying the letter of the consent law at every stage. I did, however, see a nice guy behavior pattern of trying to get what he wanted through the use of continued requests for consent over time. When he stopped asking and stopped attempting to push into my life, I felt a kind of relief along with a bit of regret over the friendship that could have formed had there been different choices made. After the no, and by no, I mean not now, or I'd be open to that some other time, or if I get to know you better, or maybe, or just no. To me, it's easy. After the no, I simply then say, awesome. If you change your mind, please let me know. I'll respect your consent and not bring it up again. Simple. It not only shows your respect to their right to consent, but gives the other person their autonomy to choose whether it is ever brought up again. Because asking for consent is only one piece of the puzzle. Respecting that consent and returning it makes you a truly awesome kinkster. When I originally posted this, there were a bunch of insightful comments. I'd like to share a few with you here. Direct and Honest says, there is a cultural and societal conditioning at work not to disappoint, be rude, or worse, be a bitch or jerk. 
It's true that no by itself is a complete sentence and does not require an explanation, but that is not always easy for people. Generally, should a kinkster change their mind later, he or she will have a way to let the other party know this one way or another. And in the same vein, Corby says, I think part of why some people might be inclined to say not now when they mean no is that a lot of people will ask you to justify your no. And not everyone feels comfortable being bluntly honest about their reasons for saying no. Just Bird offers, I've definitely seen and experienced this. What leaves me kind of sour is when you notice a pattern of people being really engaged and friendly until they sense that sex or play is unlikely. Every new person is a possible conquest. It's slimy. <laughs> oh yes, and I completely agree. Jewel offers this thought. This kind of behavior skirts the edges of consent violations to me. It's a subtle form of coercion, a slow wearing down of resistance, pestering, if you will. If one is not strong-willed over time, this kind of repetition can lead to a yes just to shut them up or get rid of them. There is a reason why nice guys use this tactic, and I find it completely reprehensible, especially when used on someone much younger and possibly inexperienced. I'd love your thoughts and feedback. Feel free to comment on the blog linked in the podcast notes, the original FetLife writing, or just drop me a line. Thank you for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me at datingkinky.com. It's built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes, and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We're on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode. <laughs>